shout out to the real bakers man is if it wasn't for him i wouldn't yeah. have been doing comedy in 2020 because thanks to him i keep up the average of doing one comedy gig a year so thanks for you thanks for that um yeah no thank you otherwise you wouldn't have brought i mean with this podcast wouldn't have happened getting ready for comedy on monday evening Gagazi, I'm Justin Lucas. This is a shot of me about to look that way. Yeah, I had a book called you know. I had a cosby. Too soon. Too soon. Just keep myself grounded. You know, dude, you know we'll to help or ground if you want to be. Bienvenue sur la connexion. Redoux à voir. Introduction. Let's have some fun. Now, this is the second connection podcast of the day that I've done but you guys all around the world will listen to it on a separate day so just know behind the scenes this was done on the same day that's why I'm wearing the same shirt it's not like I sleep in a shirt not at all no um I'm here with Chanel and we dad see two women that's better than my last effort which was zero women so it's better having two than none at all so welcome to now welcome with that okay, thank you very much storm for having us on your podcast honored to be a first podcast by the way oh so, yeah yeah thank yeah yeah uh you're a podcast you're a podcast virgin and i'm a regular virgin Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> so both of you are podcast versions. Right? Of... Hey? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's worked perfectly so far. Now, the people listening would probably like to know why Chanel and Widada are here. Well, firstly, because they are mad enough to say yes. And secondly, our connection with the two of them is about two months ago, December 2020, uh, the year of the pandemic that just didn't stop. Uh, we did a comedy gig together and both of them killed it. I'm not going to speak about me, that's for something else, uh, when I'm less than sober. So, Chanel, because I'm going to do this in alphabetical order, uh what is the connection that led you to comedy first of all alphabetical order i thought you know after school i had escape that you know because my surname is adams so i was always first and i was like oh okay, practice oh okay Thank uh, you. well sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's totally fine um so comedy i actually thought about this the other day um I have an I have a hilarious cousin and as 
kids like they always made us laugh and i remember hilarious guys in line and looking at every <laughs> and um, nobody's is like is like old now but um i just stopped and watched everyone laugh at this joke and i remember thinking to myself i want to be funny and i thought about that the other day and i was like shit i manifested that well to some people who think that i'm funny of course um and then obviously watching stand up dave chappelle even though i don't know why just none of them are coming to mind no other names are coming to mind um but yeah i just fell in love with it and then obviously visiting the local bars and stuff and at stand up the yasis the chinos all yeah. of them yeah and fell in love with it and thought wow well, i can do it Oh, See, yeah. unlike me, Chanel goes to comedy stages for the comedy. I go there for the bar. You did. Um, <laughs> what is the connection that got you to comedy? So I have always been a, a fan of watching for really long, more than a decade. And over the years, I've been urged by friends, um, fellow audience members, comics. to go on stage um because i was told oh you're quite funny but my my comedy the way i saw it that was with as a tv actor um with what the comedy um response and last year i was um nudged to join this this foundation called the stand foundation part of the and drama they started a project for women um to empower women or or rather to um make it's a it's called the stand up for women project because female comics are not taken that seriously in the industry so this project was was founded by this uh with stand by the stand foundation and they were you, you had to apply um to be a part of the project so a motivation basically and an a4 page of comic tips and why you should be a part of this foundation so it was more like a mentorship program we were we were seven of us that were selected that were successful and each one of us was assigned a mentor to help hone up so we had to write our material but we were mentored on how to hone our comedy material and then present to an audience uh, a panel of judges big tv etc and it was it went really really well i was very nervous so anyway so i did that and yasin baker and i are quite we we became close friends and i mentioned this to him so he was telling me about this open mic uh, idea and it is going to put me down so i said well i haven't even done anything can you just hold 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 and he said okay i'll pencil you in for now and next thing you know as part of a panel of comics and an open mic stage and um my first time when i had to do it in front of the, the panel of judges i was quite nervous i missed out a big chunk um but the plus is that your audience is a know what your material is so you can do like you can get away with it yeah you know and then so technically when we went on at the lounge yeah. it was the second time but i felt much i was still nervous obviously but i felt much more confident because i had a lot more practice um yeah. and motivation and i still need to work on a lot more obviously because it's only been once and i got such a lot of compliments i still felt Could have done better, but you know we always we always so self-critical. Um, 
there were people in the audience I didn't even know were there and they came up to me and said, are you okay? So now it was amazing. <laughs> I was fortunate <laughs> enough to watch her because as you know, we were all in the back room and we couldn't all watch each other's um, sets. Yeah. Um, with her, I was able to watch most of what she, what she did. Um, not yeah. all of it, unfortunately. Um, and she was really, really amazing for someone who said she was doing it for the first time and she hasn't done it in like three years prior to that. Uh, so, she's <laughs> natural. Remembered. <laughs> she's such a bad And I couldn't believe that she hasn't done it for, did you say three years, Chanel? Prior to that? Um, yeah. And it just seemed very unbelievable because she was really amazing. I was very, very nervous because I've never spoken in front of a child. Um, well, not, I've done it once last year when I did a, a bit of motivational speaking at a, at a cancer awareness event. Um, but it's very difficult. Like when you write something or in a conversation, you can laugh and people laugh and they say, oh, it's a funny comedy to do stand up. But when you are on stage, it's a, it's a whole new ballgame because you have a whole crowd of people watching you and it's really nerve-wracking to speak in front of them, but also to make them laugh. That's another thing. And also in a limited amount of time. So there's so much pressure. Um, and pe- some people think, okay, anyone can go on stage and just talk a lot of shit, you know, people will laugh. But it's not that easy. <laughs> so um, obviously we need to practice. We have to do more gigs so that we can get to, you know, yeah. the levels of the yeah. the Yasins and the the Genos and the things yeah, yeah. and those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to the real bakers, man. Because if it wasn't yeah. for him, I wouldn't yeah. have been doing comedy in 2020. Thanks to him, I keep up the average of doing one comedy gig a year. So thanks for, thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thank you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have brought. I mean, with this podcast wouldn't have happened. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this podcast wouldn't have yeah. happened. So, you might be short, but he's wise. It's such a great venue also that um, we doing the gig. Yeah. Because uh, what I find in... Because, like, from a Muslim perspective, a lot of Muslim people want to do things or go to comedy, for example, but most of the places are not allowed. Um, like they won't go to a bar or a pub or whatever and, yeah. and so they don't get that exposure so the lounge is actually a perfect venue it's a very nice pickup they've changed it around um, the stage used to be at the back and now with it being in front it's a, it's a better setup. Yeah. and a lot you get a lot of people coming to support because that is what our people want you know because in the past everything was associated with alcohol and obviously that took off a lot of Muslim people. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a to choose halal venues. Yeah. And you'll see that the business is, is booming. Except now for lockdown, obviously, because, you know, lockdown has just messed us all up. But yeah. I mean, you, you just get a lot more support because I think people in the past underestimated the support from the Muslim community. Um, and now that we have produced a lot more now at where it's popping up. And the support is just growing. So that's great. So yeah, well done, Yassi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you were speaking, you take me back to that week, the lead up to the Sunday. Uh, 
I'm thinking you guys say that this is your first podcast that you did, but it's not really true. In that week, you two were oh, on yeah. radio, not radio. Yes, so there you go. Not really a podcast virgin. You are experienced in speaking. Okay, well, first I didn't radio. know what it meant. <laughs> I didn't know what a podcast was. If you say a radio interview, then I would have said, you know what, I did that once before. <laughs> so, yeah, like for me, oh, that's your well, flicks. I, I, thought I, was, <laughs> I thought it was a live. I got confused with a live. And, and that also means that I clearly didn't break my virgin properly. I'm, pre- I'm breaking it like properly. I just cannot get the word from sexual innuendos. There's a podcast that they did no, earlier. No. We spoke about the golden cock. We spoke about nuts. We spoke about riding things. Now I'm doing two podcasts. This is the first time. And now it's the first time. Not your first time, also. Oh, yeah, I did say always come first. Yeah. Always come first, because the person is, is Adam. <laughs> I do. I, I always come first. Unlike with 99% of the population in Cape Town, women will never come first. This is the only time. Yeah, she's like, everyone's saying, like, that's a lie. That's a lie. She's lying. She's probably just to not make. Wait, this is really turning into something else. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I don't want kids watching the podcast she, anyway. She didn't want to hurt his feelings. Ah, uh, okay. Now <laughs> I understand. Uh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I didn't want to hurt his feelings after she created other feelings somewhere else. But okay. <laughs> Uh, so how has yeah. 2021 been? Has it been the same broke January as before? Yes. yes. I feel like it's, a, it's even 2021. I feel like it's a full continuation of 2020. Yeah, it feels but, like it's the last... I, well, I was in hospital. Um, I was released. I was in hospital with COVID. Um, oh, okay. Over Christmas and New Year's. So that's where I was on New Year's Eve in a hospital bed. Oh. <laughs> well, at um, least you can say you survived the zombie apocalypse. Zombies didn't. I did. So <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. that. So, so that's how my year started. Um, <laughs> it was very scary though. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. You no, know, yeah, because it was the second wave. Everyone was just getting sick and dying. It was very scary. I think but, it, um, also it's something but, new. Like, we didn't yes. really know how to deal with it, especially mentally. Mm. And mm. and also, you know, the stigma of like when you go to hospital, you're going to die. Yeah. And because I live alone, it was very hard for me because yeah. my family, I haven't seen since November. Because my, my family, they, I mean, in early December, my, my parents also positive, so I just stayed away from them. Okay. But I mean, when I got I was so emotional. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had a 
a meltdown because I wasn't sure if I was going to see them again. Yeah. And then everyone is like, "No, when you go to hospital, you're going to die." You know. And um, I was actually glad I did go because they treated me better than I would have treated myself. Because you're so weak, you can't do anything for yourself. Yeah. And um, so there was there was hope. And then the second week in Jan, Chanel and I had birthday. Um, we oh, the second week. Oh, right. Yeah, we that's like the worst that. time to have a birthday. We spoke <laughs> about that. I remember. We all. That's the worst time to have a birthday. Yes. Three goats so on I'm the pod. The I think I got the name of the podcast now. Three goats on the pod. <laughs> So I'm the 12th and she's the 13th, and it's the worst time for the birthday because and now I'm the 16th. Saying, oh wow! Okay, we're all com- okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know why we missed his birthday? Because you're not on Facebook. Yes, you didn't add us. That's why. Oh, That's why. I I don't <laughs> like Facebook. I don't like Facebook anyway. You won't get my birthday because nobody like is. Because having birthdays on in January means there's no birthday party ever. No, you don't have to like Facebook. Just be there so we can be reminded of your birthday. That's what we yes. do it for. <laughs> so we don't have to memorize. It's, it's, it's actually, actually a good point. That is the only way I know about birthdays. And that's also the only way how I find out who's friends with me on Facebook. I'm like, I don't know you. How are you, my friend? <laughs> and if you know this, the person didn't wish you, then you can see and you're like, you know what, I'm going to wish you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know what happened to me once? <laughs> you know what happened to me I was, um, it was actually a, a distant relative of mine yeah. and it was the birthday and I wanted to write, I wanted to wish him on the wall. And then I discovered that I've been on this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> Without warning. I thought we were still friends, or family at least. <laughs> and then I thought, fine, no wishes for you, then. <laughs> yeah, I have cousins I don't know what birthdays of. So that's one thing that Facebook does for me. Uh, but it's for it's the lazy game. Yeah, yes, I agree. It's for Makes the lazy one. However, it also puts so much unnecessary pressure for you to wish someone. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, when we didn't have Facebook, yeah. we didn't have to wish them. Unless yeah. our mothers said, come, come say wish, wish them. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Now you must wish fun. them. Before yes. Facebook, we now had to get that to jail free card. I'm not going to spend data on you. But you know what? I've gotten to the point where, because um, if I look at my hundreds and hundreds of friends, I only get like 180 messages. So what I've done, uh, or what I do is every couple of weeks, if I have the time, I, I unfriend people that I don't interact with, even though I know them, but no, there's no interaction. And with birthdays, I don't, I used to feel obligated, like you saying, Chanel, because of pressure. But then I realized, but you know what, you didn't wish me, so I'm not going to wish you. And then I don't feel bad. I just, yeah. and I see, I think, ah, I'm not going to wish you. That's okay. You know, you if know, I did then, things, if I did things your way, I would go from 800 Facebook friends to like 20. Yeah. But, but the thing is also, people are, Nowadays, in this day and age, they are not 
very um, bothered with birthdays uh, or anything yeah, because they're so consumed with everything else that's going on and life is so fast yeah. and yeah. the way people prioritize uh, even even if they don't have Facebook like I will remember someone's birthday and then I think okay fine I'm going to wish them later and then you don't get a chance and then tomorrow it's like oh crap I forgot to wish this person but I didn't do. and I often find myself saying um, I didn't forget your birthday you know I just forgot to wish you <laughs> so that's going on life is and also Facebook your friends are they really your friends are you 500 people no, you know, so that's really. you know, like, so that is why I also go through a clean up and I think it's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. deep cleaning up deep cleaning yeah. Like you do with your with your home, yeah. I think it's important to do it the media as well. Yes, you get the the followers and the admiration and the reputation, all of that, but it all becomes so fake. I mean, often we lose yeah. track of what is real and what is fake. And 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 most times, your your social media personality is not necessarily who you are. And I know that from personal experience with people that I'm actually friends with in real life. And they are completely different people on Facebook. Completely. <laughs> and most and people mean, oh yeah, you're such an ass. And you then know, in real life you're such a sweetheart, you know? You, you know what I love about that is especially couples like celebrating anniversaries and love of my life. And I'm like, bitch, you're keeping yeah. me nuts last week. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> And also the the people becoming so personal on on Facebook. It's so that is so toxic. Yeah. Because now you're posting your your wedding pics or your engagement pics, and then you and your partner have a fight, and then all yeah. your pictures are deleted, <laughs> and then everybody knows you did. Like the and you can tell by just looking at at a camera roll, for example, you know. And then everyone's like, "Oh, is this person not married anymore?" Oh, oh, this person, you know, stuff like that. And and you know how nosy people are. So, and people don't learn. They post all their personal stuff. Now they now you got your wedding pictures and stuff. And I know I there's a friend of mine. She I don't even know how long she was married for, but I was looking for something, a picture, and then I saw oh, there's absolutely not a single picture of her husband anymore, not even <laughs> of her wedding anymore. <laughs> you know, so all the effort that you go through to go and delete all those pictures, that's such a lot of effort, such a lot yeah. of data. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm. and and people also, um, if I look at there was the series, the series that I learned, I was watching recently, and the girls also with this guy, they they were together once, and he deleted, but he's not interested in her. And then she said, "No, no, no! But I have to post this because I'm, I'm, I'm very popular on Instagram, you know. So oh. I have so many followers, and I have to post the pic. So everything is just so fake. And people are now getting together for the sake of attention on social media. They have um, X amount of followers, even though uh, then they lose the, the reality, the, the authenticity of an actor or the sacredness of a relationship of an actor or a relationship." And that, and that is very, very sad. That is exactly why TikTok is a thing. Change my mind. I'm not that cool up. I'm I'm not TikTok. Um, okay. You're one of my favorite so persons right now. I just see it. 
as far as away as far <laughs> away you can get that. from tiktok thank you <laughs> is, it a, is it as toxic as, a, as you make it sound? <laughs> uh, no, it's just for clout. It's just for followers. It's just for all those things. Okay, I just I thought hear about, it. Yeah, sorry. I, I thought sorry. about doing videos. I was like, oh, they're so entertaining. Like, I will watch them. And then I downloaded the app and I was just like, how does this work? Like, <laughs> this is so much effort. Like, I'm in store. Yeah, 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 yeah. 15 minutes later. You know, when it comes to comedy, there are certain things that I would think aren't funny. And then I saw with dad at the lounge do a sit on a surname. Those are concepts that shouldn't be funny. And yet, this first time over here made it funny. You know, I come from a family of Hatma, so I think the, the best comedy is making fun of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, people like to laugh at other people, but when, when you do that, it's fun bullying, but when you do it about yourself, it's funny. So I thought, and, and Yasin actually inspired that joke, he doesn't even know that. Um, when he was doing the, the meaning of names, Muslim names, yeah, yeah. he did that with the audience. Yeah, and yeah. I thought because he said, "Who else knows the, the name of the meaning of meaning of the name?" <laughs> and I didn't. Wait, wait, wait! I'm gonna use this this comedy to me. And <laughs> so I so I just took it. I didn't even tell you. <laughs> and then because of such a contrast, I said, "Okay, fine. Let's make let's make some cut of my name." And and people like that kind of stuff. If you, yeah. they always everything laugh at yourself and we do that all the time in my family so i think it's just a natural thing for me <laughs> fair play you did it quite well and so now when you did your sit at the lounge right how do you are you one of the comics that will keep on one set at different stages or will you mix it up where do you think is preferable for you, your style? I think right now, um, I look back at the first time I went on stage and I try and remember how I could have done it better. And then I try and add on, or like I said, okay. make it better. But if I do think of something funny, I write it down or oh, okay. store it somewhere in okay. my in my head. And if it's if it's the right time and the right flow, I'll use it. If I don't, then I'll still keep it for when the time is right. But yeah, I think I I think it's if I know who the crowd is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also if you spend time on the same joke. Yeah. I think you can always use it. I think if people have the same I've noticed a lot of people have the same sets. They just mix it up. <laughs> so I think if that's what's mm. it's if it makes you comfortable and mm. to warm you up for your other mm. job, mm. I think then stick to your, your old job, yeah. With that, would you say you think the same or anything different? I, I actually do. And um, so now we, we, we kind of have the same thinking around it. If I look at 
um, with me having watched comedy, stand-up comedy for so long, there were times where I've seen the same performers doing the same jokes and then it's not funny anymore. But then I've seen yeah. some of them doing the same jokes but still funny every time. Yeah. And there is um, what I learned from the the more professional ones is that there's certain there are certain ones that so you know this is a big laugh so it will always work at any venue at any audience for example um KG when he does the weekend away thing with his with his wife the yeah, dirty yeah. weekend yeah. that joke I've heard many times but it works every time it's funny every time and Carl Weber doing the the um thing where you know the scary movie thing when you're climbing out of the shower oh yeah 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 climbing up. Well, that that works. I've heard it. So I've heard it more than five <laughs> times, but it's funny every time. Yeah. So yeah. for me, personally, was my material. But then there's then there are other comics that tell the same jokes that's been telling for the past five years, and it's not funny anymore. <laughs> you know, this may be funny the first three times, but it's not funny anymore. Yeah. So for me, personally, um, I would also like to know. I also write down, I may have, have a notepad on my phone, I'm sitting in company or I'm maybe on a call with someone and I'm like, okay, that's something funny. Then you store it somewhere and then you work it, I can work it into my future material. And even like whether you are like in the shower or doing dishes, whatever, there are things that come to mind. And with me, a lot of, I think with doing real life or things that are based on real life stories, I have. I have a very adventurous life. <laughs> I have a lot of funny characters in my life, um, yeah. whether it be ex-boyfriends or friends or family or whatever. And because of the khatma, I'm like, okay, fine, I'm going to use that in my comedy. And then I tell a story that you made. Like even like now, last night, I was telling a friend some, about something that happened in a, in a past relationship and something that I said because I was doing the dialogue. And she yeah. was laughing so hard and she said, you know what you should add it to your comedy because it's so funny and um i said you know what i think i'll do that so i would then use because it's based on real real life events whether it's a relationship or um, an incident or an event that happened so you're telling a story and they were funny but you can repeat it to different audiences on different stages you can tell the same thing because it's so natural it's not scripted if you want to yeah. call it that, we just have yeah. key points as to what the story yeah. is about. But because it's a funny story, it will be funny more than once or twice. So I'm I'm on the same page as as now. But when you are making up jokes, you know, like like um, how much you have those jokes, <laughs> you know, then people are gonna get older and say, ah, I heard that one before, you know. Whereas yeah. if it's something that's more authentic. You, yeah. you tweak it because you're speaking of it nationally. Every, every time you're going to tell it differently, even though it's the same story, you're going to yeah. tell it differently, you know? And it's, it's always going to be funny. So that is what you can depend on. To. And also, the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's not going to be verbatim necessarily, but it will still be the same funny story. I just want to touch on what you guys were saying about, like, you know, telling a friend or whatever whoever you're speaking to or actually know that you're doing comedy that helps if they say you're that funny write it down or add that then you know okay i can try this this is new maybe i can put the old stuff aside yeah. you know so i think it's also it's important to see how your family or your friends that you're not actually doing stand-up and you're just being yourself and being funny and they say that's funny you should 
had that, you know. Definitely, I agree, I agree. So, people might be asking right now, well, why do I want two people on a podcast? Because basic math shows two plus one is three. And why I want to bang out three podcasts a week is I have an unhealthy obsession with the number three. And Chanel has informed me that she has a couple thoughts about my obsession on the number three. Is it healthy? No, I can, I can. I think it's unhealthy. Um, I believe you and I can relate. I have a very unhealthy but positive relationship with that that doesn't work out there. If it's unhealthy it's not positive. But anyway, uh, yep. with a number thirteen. So my thirteen note, is my lucky number. Note that Chanel said number thirteen, her lucky number. And got let's go back to Carl. Mainly does a joke about Jason in Heidefeld. Jason, Friday the thirteenth yeah. in Heidefeld. And yeah. 13 is yeah. your la- lucky number. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was I was actually born on Friday the 13th. Oh! You know? Yeah. I actually, there's something very interesting on the when, when Storm just said the number three, I was thinking your birthday has the number three in. But when you said now your lucky number is 13, um, when I was in hospital, I was at Constantia Girls. And now, now with COVID. So the beds, I was the, the beds were B11, B12, B14, and B15. And I actually asked the nurse, which now it's bothering me, where's 13? So the <laughs> nurse came in and I asked me, where is number 13? Because there are only four beds in this ward. And, and she said to me, and she was very serious, she said 13, they regard 13 as an unlucky number. So none of the wards actually have oh, <laughs> number 13. How do you say it is that? <laughs> And I that asked her, are you joking? So I said, she said, you know. They're very serious. So now I want to go to each ward to go see if there really isn't a third yeah. But because of COVID, I obviously yeah. couldn't get that now. I'm never going to get that closure. You know? <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. Your people go to many links, right? I'm actually going to drop that down because that seems like it can work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It can work. Definitely. Yeah, definitely work. <laughs> Yo, no, you know what? No, I used to see the number 13 a lot. And because of movies and I think mostly mo- movies and media, yeah. they say it's a Tukum number. Yeah. And it's bad luck and it's scary and it means bad shit, whatever. So that actually freaked me out. I mean, not when I was high, but when I was sober as well. Like seeing the number 13, like, I put the microwave on now, one minute, and I'm like, you know what? I think that's enough. And then I'll press stop. <laughs> what? what number? That's like 13. I was just like, shit, I don't think I'm going to die soon. Like, what is happening? And then my, I just, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's a, it's a good luck number. So mm. obviously Googled and whatever. Yeah, Angel yeah. number. So you turned it down. You turned yeah, it turn around to have a positive meaning. I like that you did that because I yes. too am a top off person and I see that in you. So I like that you turned it around and gave it a positive meaning as opposed to the the dark, gloomy, unlucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah so because I was cool. going to go crazy. I was going to no, go mad. 
Mm. And then I would just see like the number 13 randomly. I'm like, okay, that's just kind of good. And my son was born on my birthday, the 13th of January. So like, wow. Oh, this wow. number is that is good luck. Yeah. Yes. So, so you obviously that. went into labor on my birthday, but then you kept yes. him in until your birthday. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't keep him, keep him in by choice. You don't want to come out or he's too big to come out. Whatever the reason is, I just want to make it clear that I didn't want him to stay inside of me. He decided to come on mommy's birthday. <laughs> on and in school, your obsession with the number three, where did that come from? That's a good question, actually. It's, I probably had something happen in my life where the number three was a constant thing. Um, like certain things if I look at, like for videos that I'm doing now, I use the phrase that I believe in, which is don't wait, create, don't wait create so so it just the number three connected with me somehow i don't think i really understand how it happened unlike chanel chanel understands how it happened i don't uh it's it's just it's one of those things There are a lot of things like you know the the weather um, myths or, or whatever that they'll say you know things happen in three. Um, yeah. You know when someone I don't when they say someone dies for example they say okay it happened in three then you find two other people die but realistically every day people are dying and yeah, like yeah, I'm not superstitious. Yeah. Um, the same thing with with people talking about babies whatever and. The statistics show that a baby is born every 26 seconds. Oh, well, that's probably an old statistic now because of all the teenage babies. So, but because of COVID, that, it's an old statistic because everybody's <laughs> banging every second. <laughs> yes. Every other thing, well, um, threesome. Maybe that is. Oh, yeah, definitely. How can I? Yes. I did you forget about threesome yes, film? Yes, 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 I did. <laughs> all good things the most important free. number three. All good things come in free. And if you're in Cape Town and you're in a threesome, only two of you are going to come because the guy isn't going to go all the way. <laughs> We're assuming that it's, that it's one guy and two girls. <laughs> yes. that, is, that is very true. That is very true. Thank you for, for pointing that out with us. He just assumes that no, I'll be two and one bra. No, bra. It's 2021. People are pretty. Yeah, I remember a devil's freeway does exist. Um, everyone doesn't know, but I read a lot. Well, I used to, so I know. Chanel, you're confused. They call it when it's two guys and yeah. when it's two guys and a girl. They call that a devil's freeway. Oh, you see, I've been so, in a relationship for so long that I didn't even know what that is. I'm like, what is that? Is that? You can still read while you're in a relationship. You know, you're dropping knowledge. I had no <laughs> idea what that was. No, but she is. She is. Yeah, no different. I never knew that. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I, I I'm not going to try it, but thank you. I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell us that when you do. Yeah. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. No, I don't have to tell you. You'll just find it on yeah. Pornhub. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll find out from someone who gets us location is like you'll be the you find out from the other guy. cousin. We'll find out and from that the cousin other when guy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's your number three, so he's your he's your behind me number three. Yes. Number three for you. Yes. Because <laughs> it wasn't emphasized enough that I'm an OG of the Virgins. Uh, my number three is inspired by a threesome. Yes, that works well. Uh, I now have a reason and for it. It was a. It was. I saw a shirt that um, one of my friends, close to Gerard Thieb, that he was wearing. It was an old post. He was wearing a shirt with triple three. I yeah. Said, I'm only half evil. I'm only half evil. <laughs> and I had a shirt very long ago uh, that had triple nine, and then it said evil when I do handstands. So not everyone's cup of tea, but. Um, I quite like that shirt that Gerard was wearing. I should actually ask him to store it. Yeah, one of two things. One, I'm not half evil. And two, I will never do a handstand, ever. So, triple nine, <laughs> not going to happen. Nobody asked um, Storm, uh, how did you get into comedy? I know we went back to the first recording, but yeah. First recording? What? First recording? What? What first recording? It's not as if we recorded again. It's going to be one for that's, that's one. That's one recording. That's, that's, that's just weird. That's, no, it's not like I didn't upgrade to Zoom. Uh, it's not like I didn't pay them. Uh, <laughs> No, not at all. This is just one. Yeah, yeah. The thought just manifested itself into your head. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not cheap at all. I'm not cheap at all. Okay, why did I start? Why did I start comedy? There's a guy that's named Rastam S. August in 2010. I was studying about sports management i know ironic um 2010 i did a certificate i got the certificate or use the diploma i'm not sure and midway through 2011 uh, my bank manager called me and said uh, this fancy private college you're going to three hours a day you're broke motherfucker so i couldn't end the second year so i was on the internet and i found a number because i was interested in like doing comedy and seeing where this adventure takes me and i found a number that belonged to rustum and it just took a call like a five minute call and he just said he'll call me back in about a month or so and it was about a month and then I went to Regazzi, a place in Cape Town that did comedy. Uh, and that's where my first battle was because I did pre-game with my brother, went to a bar that's not Regazzi, and I found that alcohol was at 
white people, but I just, I wasn't used to that. So the alcohol was a bit on the expensive side. And I went into the place to do the comedy and I found the second enemy because there were two entrances. One had a flight of stairs and one was level. And guess where the comedy stage was? On the flight of stairs. So to this day, I remember I went up. I don't remember how we got down. Because needless to say, there was a ball and I used it. <laughs> so that's how my adventure in comedy started. And I, I've stuck by comedy uh, for that one reason. Him, Rustin. Uh, a year after I met him, a year or two, he passed away at 28 because he had cancer. Uh, so it's just that motivating factor every year that I keep doing comedy because why would I not to get philosophical? Why would I let him down when he gave me a chance? And all the years later, I just stopped doing it. So I'm always in comedy, in the background, but I'm always there. You know, Storm, it's very, when you say Rustin's name, my heart skipped to beat. And um, I'm all about connecting, telepathic, and all of that, I, you know? And I, I never met Rustin, but I knew of him. And I was at a comedy show at the River Club, and it was a tribute to him. Yeah, yeah. And that's when, that is the night I met so and um, I think Luke Villains is also there and yeah. a few people, you know, and I watched, I, I took a friend of mine with and they were playing this, you were probably there, um, it was a very old, old river club and then they were playing this uh, video of him and I, basically his life story and how he was into comedy, what a great guy he was and I was so heartbroken because, uh, because as many people know, I'm very public about it. I'm also a cancer patient, so cancer is very close to me. Yeah. And I watched him, you know, when he was in the video, where he was healthy and as as healthy deteriorated. And yeah. I was so sad that I never got to meet him. So I got to know of him after he already passed. And I was so happy also that I went to that event. It was a fundraising event with some tribute and whatever. And I was so happy and then I know he and Angel were also quite close. So I reached out to Amit Kuchka and I told her about my, you know, how, why Panther is so close to me. And, so, and then she told me about her relationship with, with him and what a great guy he was. And and he also passed away in August and his surname was August. Yeah. And now, now you come here and you say that your comedy was inspired by him and because of him. And it's just such a heartwarming story. Um. Mm. No, and I mean, I think he died in 2012, if I remember correctly. And yep. um, and it's, it's the older comics that we always talk about. And he's always he left, obviously he left behind a legacy, you know. And it's, it's 
it's just so amazing that that you are here today in this doing this because of, of him and his inspiration and support. That's just so great. It's awesome. It's an awesome story. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. That's where the connection started, and that's where this whole thing is created. Everything I have now is down to him. Every experience I have is down to him. Every every person I met, it's down to him. Because as much as we talk about the lockdown being why we meet so many people, the, re- the reason remains why I'm in comedy is because of Russell August. That is awesome. That is so amazing. Yeah, I love that story so much. I'm glad I asked you. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you for the conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm don't sh- call me that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you, you served me, and now you're doing this. So yeah. Just a- <laughs> Thank you. I, I think it's <laughs> uh, So I'm just thinking for the first podcast, have I eat everything that I want to do? Not in a Chris Brown way, just conversationally. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I think I have. Is there anything you guys would like to speak about? Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Um, we spoke about superstition earlier. What's the weirdest superstition you've heard of? So many. <laughs> I, I heard one. Okay, so weird people in general. Got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, okay, you go first with that. So very recently, this came up in my family group. We got a cousin's group, just a female cousin. And um, there was a meme going around um, about why why you're still single because you you opened an umbrella in the house. (laughs) (laughs) My cousin actually had a picture of the umbrella that was open on the (laughs) 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 So I said, yes, I did that. So that is, I mean, it's so, I, I always try to make sense of things before I, before I accept them. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm not superstitious because the things just don't make sense. Mm. Like, what does an, an open umbrella have to do with me getting married? It's so, <laughs> nothing linked to anything, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so that's just one of the top of my head. <laughs> Then you go to a dad's place and you see a yellow open umbrella. <laughs> just in case I wasn't sure that I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm just joking. I'm like, I'm going to You knock on the door and you're met by an open umbrella. You go into the living room, you're so, met with so an open umbrella. So here's my question. Here's my question. Yeah. So when it rains and you open the umbrella. Does it mean you can, you can only be single in the rain or out of the The old man to I have a crazy one. Yeah. I don't know if it's crazy, but it's weird. I heard this last year. You mustn't whistle in the house. Otherwise, you fall, you, I don't know, I guess fall ghosts or something. You invite me in the Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that one. <laughs> 
like a person when I may be jolly now if I may like what's like lele lele I won't say who, who said that and what if you're in a non a Bollywood movie and you practice in your lines and you have to sing what happens then you're in the house you have to whistle So, <laughs> yeah, no, but that, and, and that's a real lay. It's like, hey, don't whistle like that. Like, don't whistle now. Like, that's serious. No. Okay. So, when you, Chanel, when you come out with your sexy lingerie, your pot can't even make a whoop. Otherwise, it's going to be a soup. <laughs> like, <laughs> otherwise, it's going to be a soup. Okay. Okay, quiet. It's going to be silent and I'll just put my gown back on. Like, oh, okay. There goes that. <laughs> You're going to call him in sign language with his back turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's the only one I can think of. That's crazy. And the What? whole thing of um, dropping yeah. cutlery, like certain, like the knife. Oh, yeah. Iman Kubas is. And if you and if you spill milk, somebody's getting pregnant. Yeah, but everyone's getting pregnant nowadays. <laughs> no, so like well, there is milk being spilled, but it's not that kind of milk. There's a lot of milk being spilled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ah, uh, okay, wait, okay, we're a bit slowly. <laughs> <laughs> It's because of the milk. Uh, the weirdest superstition that I can think of is don't whistle walking through a cemetery. Uh, for one, yes, why would you walk through a cemetery at the dead of night? And number two, why would you whistle at all? in the cemetery <laughs> maybe maybe the ghost is waiting longer there oh you oh the other thing the other one where you having a plate of say biscuits or something then you can't eat the last one They say Jahania Mankrani. If you if you take the last biscuit out of the plate or anything that is the last one, hey, like hey, 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 you must risk it for the biscuit. You know what we did? <laughs> you know what I think? I think that whole open umbrella. Don't eat the last biscuit. I think it's some crazy colored on there. I just want to eat it out, tidy and chunky. Doesn't any anybody eat the last biscuit? That's a reward. <laughs> No, oh, I'm mean, actually my eyes are tearing up all this long. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, that's perfect actually. What is the obsession with the with men? Like if you don't if you don't clean the kitchen and dry off when you're not gonna get the man. Yeah, because yeah. superstitions come from the 1940s. And if you eat out of the pot, if you eat out of the pot on Hanuman Kriv. It's very insecure woman. Well, I ate dog food once after the pot and I didn't get a man, so I guess it's true. <laughs> you ate dog food? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Like, it, looked, it looked like, it looked like acne, so, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you should keep doing it so that you don't get a man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I got the man before. Why do you think I'm in the wheelchair? Anyway. <laughs> uh, on that superstitious note, uh, people listening to this, please let us know if you've got any superstitions. Do you believe in any superstitions? And did a black cat cross the road while you were listening to the podcast? And you fell into a mirror that's now broken. And after that, you recovered and walked under a ladder. Let us know. And. And if you're single. Yes. Yes. That. And if you're single, because I'm a virgin. Uh, okay. So from <laughs> this virgin of the OGs and the podcast virgins that's not really podcast virgins because they were on radio before the podcast began follow them on social media instagram not facebook because you heard every story about facebook now facebook is weird on instagram the links are down below right just for birthdays okay just for birthdays and that's about it and thankfully none of us here are on tiktok so there's no tiktok link to find anything you would like to speak about any last words or things like that to that effect um thank just... you thank you very much <laughs> so i'm sorry thank you very much for for having us on your podcast. I always find it weird when people say thank you because I don't think this is really a big deal but people keep saying thank you and I feel weird about it. Are you awkward with gratitude? Oh yeah, definitely. 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 Yeah, for the next time. That's why I always come first. Um, (laughs) But I'm I'm with Chanel. Thank you very much. This has been so much fun. Um, yeah, so thank, thank you. I understand what Nalu invited me, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very, very much. I enjoyed it. I, mean, no. I enjoyed it so much. Uh, fact is, the connection was already made with you, so the podcast would have happened. It would have happened. Not tonight, but the I, I think we should do more of this. It's very, it's very cool. Oh, okay. Okay, so so we'll leave all you guys and girls around the world on a cliffhanger. Do we do another one? When do we do another one? And will I get laid by the time of the next one? So I'll leave you with one message. Don't wait. Ah, yeah, create this thing. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Merci beaucoup. Intro done. Now let's have some fun. Now, as I said, this is a connection. I have two people over can, here. Can it, can it break a murko? Definitely. Solid. Storm a murko. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank Love you, it. thank you. I was going to ask. A... <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? Like how people in Cape Town mess everything up. Like how you put jam in a curry and call it babotti. Murku is from the family of Sangakis. 
You know those snacks? Yeah. Spicy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So Felicia in Cape Town, they call seven nuts slangakis, tiny Slangerkis. snakes. <laughs> yes. My ex had a slangaki. <laughs> Yes. 